Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, yo, it's TJ Simmons, and you're listening to the Raspy Boys Kids. Raspy Boys! Hey there, folks. This is Justin Hiles of the Viva La Cats podcast, which is now proudly presented by the Big 12's premier podcasting group, the 1012 Network. My co-host Steve and I cover all the ins and outs of Cincinnati football and basketball, for better or for worse. We release a new episode every single week, sometimes with guests, sometimes it's just the two of us kicking back talking Bearcats. So, if you like raw emotion and heavy recency bias, we are definitely victims of that. It clouds our conscious, and it should cloud yours too. We also have an every once in a while Twitter Spaces post-game review on our page at Pod on Twitter, where we invite all of our friends and enemies to discuss everything that we just witnessed minutes prior. If you like your podcast with a laid-back environment, way too serious about stupid ideas, the deepest of stat pools, or just straight-up white noise, then you've come to your one-stop shop for everything Bearcats. Viva the Cats. This podcast is brought to you in part by our friends at Charlie Hustle Clothing Company. Charlie Hustle is a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City that specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel. Charlie Hustle wants you to be the best-dressed fan this season, so be sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel today and show off your school spirit all season long. With over 30 schools to choose from, they've got you covered with all your collegiate apparel needs. Shop today at www.charliehustle.com. Charlie Hustle Vintage made fresh. This podcast is brought to you in part by Modern Appalachian Kitchen. A small, local Morgantown business is giving WVU fans and Morgantown something to talk about. This local candy kitchen is home to the Marshmallow Couch. That's right. Now you can relive the infamous WVU winning celebration with a couch that you can eat instead of catching on fire in the middle of the street. Order your Marshmallow Couch and other sweet treats at modernappalachiankitchen.com. We are part of the 1012 Patreon. Please be a part of our 1012 Patreon where you can get behind the scenes information, show participation, and other things. It is www.patreon.com slash 1012 network. Thanks, everyone, for listening and supporting the Raspy Voice Kids.
All right, guys. It's the Raspy Voice Kids. We're back. We're better than ever. I am Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt. I'm joined by my brother. Jeremy J. Enfine Phoenix. I'm in the building in the booth. We're doing our UCF preview. We're also going to do why we hate Central Florida. So please come along on the ride with us as we get into it. Get down and dirty. Give it to you real raw and uncut. The RVK as always. This is Jeremy Nicholas Phoenix from the Raspy Voice Kids. I'm here with my brother, I Also Hate Pitt, Brandon Phoenix. First and foremost, we just want to give a shout-out to the North Parkersburg Ramblers. They got three teams in the championship game come Sunday at Blennerhassett Junior High School, so show up and show out and make sure you're there. The Black Flag team is 8-0, coached by Ben Quarter. The B team is 5-2, coached by Robbie McCullough. And the A team is 6-1, and one, coached by Tyson Glover. Look, all of Parkersburg, show up, show out, Blennahassett Junior High School, 1 p.m. It's going to be a wonderful time. Shout out to the kids for having a great year. North Parkersburg forever. As mentioned earlier, this is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt, joined by my brother Jeremy Phoenix, Jay and Fiend. For those of you who are initiated, we are the Raspy Voice Kids. You are now tuned into the Raspy Voice Kids podcast we are talking Central Florida, a.k.a. UCF. They don't like it when you call them Central Florida, but we will act like we don't understand that because it's hate week. And when it's hate week, all bets are off. The gloves are off. Everything wait, is on the wait, table. Wait, wait, They don't like it when you call them Central Florida. Wait, I should have saved that, Jeremy. I didn't know you didn't know that. You didn't know that? Don't You can't use that when, we, when it's time. You can't no, use that. You didn't no. know that? Jeremy, they don't, <laughs> they don't like it. You got that, to be more online with yours. You don't know that. You got to know that. They don't like it. That, that doesn't make any sense. Jeremy, they don't like it. I mean, furious anger with theirs. They don't like it. That's like somebody's being named Justin Kesterson. I don't like when you call me Justin Kesterson. <laughs> what do you want me to call you? What do you want me to call you? Bob. Bob. What? What? <laughs> I should have. I thought you knew that. I should have saved that for Jeremy. I should have saved it. I thought you knew that. That's part of my why we hate. I thought you knew that. <laughs> oh man, they gonna start using the middle name. They gonna be one of those people start using the middle name. <laughs> yeah, some people do it because they. That's the way they were raised. Some people do it out of sensitivity. We'll talk about that as we go. But it's hate week, Jeremy. It's hate week. We just came back. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. We just came back from our. Terrible loss. Should have been a bounce back week against Oklahoma State. Instead, it was another fourth quarter blown lead situation against the Pokes. Do we have any leftover thoughts or feelings about that uh, game? I mean, Anything else we two, need to say? That's, that's two in a row. Uh, is the excuse going to be, hey, uh, you know, I overthought these kids' maturity? No, no, no. You can't use that two weeks in a row. So I wonder what Neil Brown's using now. Probably said some stuff in the press conference. Guess what? Didn't listen. Don't care. Um, I will also say, you have the two losses in a row after we're four and, and, and one. one. And then you get hit with the Raekwon battle. 
being denied by the NCAA to play for West Virginia. Raekwon Battle is probably, to me, I think he he was the most important piece. Jesse Edwards is a huge one. Raekwon Battle can actually score the rock. He can actually be the man. He's a person to put the ball in the hands at the last seconds. This one hurts, and it hurts in a big way. And, Brandon, I'm just so sick and tired of hearing bad news about West Virginia. I don't know what to do. Now you're starting to hear these little rumors and reports about Lance Dixon and what Lance Dixon did, what Lance Dixon didn't do. I'm just tired, man. I'm just tired. Well, tired, thank boss. goodness thank goodness for Dan Strats and the soccer team then. Oh, yeah, thank yeah. Thank goodness yeah, for yeah, another hey. number one ranking. Thank goodness for the uh, rifle team, another number one ranking. I mean, yeah, if we're talking yeah, yeah. about the bad news, we've got to talk about the good news. And Dan Strats and the Mountaineers took down Marshall, the number one ranked team. Then they came back and have another game. I don't remember who they were playing, but they, I think they had a draw, if I'm not incorrect. But they continue their unbeaten streak, doing their thing, and uh, continue that high ranking, which we have not had high rankings in almost anything, so we got to take it where we can get it and be happy about it. So That's right. That's right. shout out to them, Dan Strats. Shout out to Mountaineer Soccer. And shout out to Jay and Fiend, who copped some Caitlin Clark tickets, Iowa versus Ohio State, going to see the GOAT. It's a little early, the GOAT. In Columbus, she's the greatest against, of all time. She's the greatest of all time. She she finna be. Okay. If you didn't know, ask somebody. Look at the ticket sales. Follow the money. Caitlin Clark. That's my dog. Well, there, she's great. There's lots of things that go into ticket sales. So let's not let's not act like ticket sales is the end all be all. And the real question <laughs> is, and we'll debate it: who's a better player next week, Angel Reese or Caitlin Clark? But go ahead, go uh, ahead. I mean, that, that's that's a good question. That's a good question. I just like. No, the real question is, where does third person uh, Jeremy Phoenix come into play, call, shouting himself out in third person? Is Deion Sanders on with us today? I mean, that's the main no, thing. No, Jeremy that's Phoenix would never know. do something like that. If Jeremy Phoenix were ever to do something <laughs> like that, he would say, give a shout out to Jeremy Phoenix for six, sitting six rows back to go see Laney Wilson next next year. That's what Jeremy yeah. Phoenix would probably do if he was play, talking to third person. <laughs> We're talking West Virginia sports. You're going to go Caitlin Clark and Lady Wilson them. on her. Killing them, son. Killing them. <laughs> stunt on them. Stunt on them. Stunt on I them. I teach you how to stunt. My wrist day. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, back to the point. Back to the point. Back to the point. Back to the point. So, we got UCF this week. Last time I checked, I'll look again because the last when I first looked, we were four and a half point dogs. Then it went to six point dogs in Orlando. Um, ESPN predictor has us as I think it's 70 percent losers. They're, they're all over UCF. So hey, FPI, you I see F- you guys. Yeah, the FPI's got a, does not have any love for us. Um, you, so it's, let me see, UCF versus WVU odds because I want to see if that number has changed. Because that's to me that is the number one thing. The FPI is one thing. Odds are another. And the most recent thing I see right now is saying there's seven-point favorites. So the money evidently is is on UCF. Seven-point favorites, according to Vegas. Can we cover, Jeremy? Can we win? Uh, no and no. Next question. Oh, we, we don't cover? We don't cover? Uh, you know what? I actually go, my, 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 score, my score prediction is 38-34. So then they we cover. Run- the reason why I say this is because UCF runs the ball very, very well. 
even in the four straight games, that's right, I'll say it again, four straight games that they've lost in the Big 12 Conference against the big boys, um, they're four straight wins at, uh, against teams that aren't named, <laughs> who do they play? You know, some chumps, Villanova, Boise State, and uh, Kent, Kent State. Yeah. Their four wins, they've rushed the ball really, really, really well. Um, they, I believe they've went over at least 150 yards in all four games. There's two games they went over 200 yards. These guys can play offense. They, these guys can play offense. They really remind me a lot of when uh, Geno Smith in West Virginia came to the Big 12 where offense wasn't the problem. It was defense and depth on defense that was the big decision or big difference maker. So they can play offense. And it's coming at a time where we're starting to second question our, our defense. It's two games in a row. Um, we've had some really good games, but with attrition and some injuries, big injuries, Latham and, and, and uh, Burke, big spots. We're looking up saying, what? I mean, I, I've heard a bunch of people say, like, what, what, what's happened to our defense, especially the last two games, especially the second half of these games? The fourth quarter in particular. If you look at it, we've held them, held them, held them, done well, done well, done well. And then the fourth quarter, there's just been an explosion. That is the biggest problem, the fourth quarter. And we got to figure that out. Jordan Lutz has got to figure that out. Uh, Jake Lance has been all over it. He has called what West Virginia was doing on defense fool's gold all season. We stood up for Jordan Leslie. We said that he had a good defensive scheme going. The defense looked good. When in reality, what it turns out to be is that we were just playing suckers. We were playing chumps. TCU stinks. Texas Tech stinks. Pitt is terrible. Regardless of the upset wins they've had, the one they had over Louisville, they're not good at football. And those are the wins we have. Those those teams are not good at football. Huge regression for TCU. Texas Tech did not live up to the preseason hype. And Pitt is just garbage. No, you're right. But I want to make it clear. I I pull for Jordan Leslie. I I want – I actually don't want – I want the whole – obviously, we want the whole coaching staff to do well and us to win games. But I like Jordan Leslie, so I'm willing to hold out. Hey, please, please Saturday come and be, let's, let's, let's switch this whole narrative and be like, yeah, that's the defense I remember. That's our defensive coordinator. I really hope that that's the case because um, I like Jordan Leslie, and I, and I like some of the things that he's done. But these last two games, you can't front on it. It hasn't been good. It's been ugly. Yeah, my thing is it has nothing to do with who I like. This is a results-based business. It's a results-based business. We're not getting pressure on the quarterback. We're not putting people on the ground. We're not tackling people at first contact. They're, we're not doing a good job of what a defense is supposed to do, period. And Jordan Leslie would be the first person to tell you that. He knows that as a defensive coordinator, right? Yep. So it's not a matter of what we want or who we like. It's a matter of what are the results. And the results aren't good especially in the fourth quarter. And this is the second week in a row where Neil comes away saying, I've never been a part of a game like that. Talking about his Mountaineers. I've never been a part of a game like that. Whether it be the Hail Mary or the 150 yards and three touchdowns they gave up to Ollie Gordon. And neither one of those things can continue to happen because West Virginia has to get bowl eligible and they've got to win two games to do that. Now, I would have picked UCF as a, as a winnable game for us, especially since they're 0-4 in conference. But UCF just took Oklahoma to the, to the limit. They took Oklahoma to the wire. And had it not been for a bad call in the first half 
They may have won that game. And even with that bad call, their two-point conversion, terrible play call by Gus Malzahn away from at least tying that game and taking it into overtime. Oklahoma's first time not covering the spread all season was this past weekend against UCF. Wow, I didn't know that. It's first time all season they didn't cover the spread. It was against UCF. UCF had a chance to tie that game. They call a really stupid trick play for, for their two-point conversion when you have John Rice Plumley. And that's that's that was that. I watched that game. I was pulling for UCF for whatever reason. I, I don't know exactly why I was pulling for UCF besides the fact that I don't really like Oklahoma. And that's the way the game went. But UCF, I look at it this way. UCF is beatable, but it's going to take our entire focus. And I'm going to be very curious as to whether or not this team is still focused. So far, they've not given up on Neil Brown. And they're still playing hard for Neil Brown. We'll see if that continues. Yep. Do you want to, do you want to go to... Uh, why we hate now, or do you want to talk about the other stuff? You want to talk about? Oh no, we're not doing why we hate yet. I don't know what I'm talking about. We're doing. Uh, <laughs> we're doing. We got. We can either continue talking about UCF, or we can move and talk about NCAA football this weekend and NFL football this weekend. We what do you talk want? About whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, baby. Control is here. Hey, by the way, let me just say real quick. I, I know we don't talk baseball a lot. <laughs> I know. We're Mets fans. We're Mets fans. So we've been forced into not caring about baseball, okay? I understand that. Yeah, I get forced. that. But has there been a worse championship ever in the history of anything than we're seeing in the MLB World Series this year? No, it's bad. And people, I saw somebody put out, they're like, Maybe if ESPN promoted other teams besides the East Coast products, then this would be more exciting. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. No, people don't care. The Diamondbacks against the Houston, uh, was it? Who, who, no, who, no, it's not Houston. It's uh, Texas Rangers. The Texas Rangers versus the Diamondbacks. I feel like if you not- walked on the street and lined up 100 people and you said, name 10 baseball teams, none of them would say the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Texas Rangers. No. No. <laughs> and it's hilarious. Say, oh, I, you mean Walker, Texas Ranger. Walker, Texas Ranger? Walker, yes. Yes, now that'd be some my watch. Okay. That'd be some of my watch. Give me, give, give me some of that. I don't uh, know. Well, I'm going to just throw out a number. Like, uh, I'd probably watch it for 17 seasons. I don't... i'm serious like baseball is like this base this i can't stand them because they're these baseball purists who want everything right and we're and they're such hypocrites in every single kind of conceivable way if you haven't heard my take on this it's the fact that you knew steroids was going on you pushed it because it was making you money then once you got all the fans back after the strike and the most hallowed uh 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 a record Records. being chased and, and Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa are on McDonald's and everything else and, and make it all kinds of money. Afterwards, you cut them loose and say, hey, steroids era. They're not making the Hall of Fame. We didn't know. Oh, really? Average Joe knew that 117 pounds went to 296 pounds and, and there was something wrong. 
You didn't care because you were making money. But that's just a little bit, the little reason why baseball gets on my nerves. And now there's some sports, most importantly football. It doesn't matter who makes it to the finals. It doesn't matter who makes it to the Super Bowl. NBA, there's a lot of teams you can make it. Baseball needs one of their big boys to make it to the World Series for people to care. And now you have, and good for you, and if you believe in karma, I don't, but some people do, you got the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Die slow. I will say this. <laughs> Baseball did do some of the things that we've been wanting them to do, which is make changes. They made a lot of changes, and I give them credit for that. The, the pitch clock, credit to them for that. Um, they made some changes that people have been asking for for a long time that baseball purists hate, so I will give them credit for that. The other thing I was going to say is that people complaining about this, this World Series that we have, and somebody was saying that if baseball or if ESPN would promote other teams outside of the Northeast, this wouldn't be such a big deal, and the problem is that's not the way it works. Demographics are the problem. There's, there's too many people who live in the Northeast. That's why ESPN promotes to the Northeast, because that's who's going to watch TV. The people who live in the Northeast. There's not enough people who live in the Southwest, Arizona Diamondbacks, or Texas Rangers. There's not enough people living in those areas who care about baseball, especially in the Texas, the, in Austin, uh, wherever te- the Rangers play. I can't remember where they play exactly. There's not enough people there watching, and I believe in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, there's not enough people watching baseball for it to matter. And that's the problem with this. It's not going to be exciting. It's not going to be exhilarating for the average Joe, for the casual viewer, for the person who loves baseball, then sure, I'm sure there's matchups and things that are exciting. But for people like me and you, nah, who cares? Nobody's watching. We don't don't care. Back to college football. Back to the NFL. Nah, just straight up hilarious. It's hilarious to me. But the NBA is back, exactly. and Victor Wimbayama, he's a freaking nature. And Jeremy, you and I made a bet, and I might have been wrong. I might have been wrong. I'm fully on the Wemby bandwagon by now. It was that Wemby would not, I said Wemby would not win Rookie of the Year. You said he would. I said he would not. It's funny how, like, you can hear a couple things. But I know you, you're, you like the NBA, you pay attention to the NBA, but it's not yeah. like you've done scouting or, or no, you've I've watched, watched YouTube watched videos. I've, I've watched him. I watched him. I actually have watched games of Wimbayama. I've watched him play and I've been thoroughly impressed, especially with his defense. I couldn't believe how good he, I mean, I'm like, saying before, when you said he wouldn't win work of the year, you had no clue. No, I, what? No, no, no. I did. I was going on what people were saying, which was that he hadn't played. And I'm like, you're not going to go from playing 20 games in a European league to 82 in the NBA. And that by default, if you can only play 20 games in the European League, how many are you going to play in the NBA, especially with an organization like the Spurs who are conservative and who are known to hold their players out of games? How many games are you going to actually get to play, which is going to contribute to whether or not you're rookie of the year? Like Kevin Durant said, yeah, but when you see a seven foot five guy shooting like Kevin Durant and dunking like Giannis, he's a mix of Durant and Giannis, except for taller and bigger with longer arms. Yeah, we've never seen anything like him. Like somebody said, he's got the length of Jabbar. It's like, no, he doesn't. He's longer than Jabbar. Yeah. Here's the thing, too. Everybody wants to talk about who's next. Vince Carter. And he actually was pretty good. Uh, but you know what? Harold Miner right, was pretty good. Not- he was a Hall of Famer. 
I'm just saying, Harold Miner was not. So sometimes you get these false claims and sometimes they're real. Victor Wimbayama, when they talk about him being the next LeBron James, it's been 20 years. How long has LeBron been in the NBA? It's about time 20, for somebody. for season. Uh, for another freak to come through, and it's Victor, and he is 100% legit. He is the next generation's guy that they're going to say is the greatest ever. And don't tell me about all these old heads. Don't tell me about Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. The best is Victor. So I love to see it. And, and I hope he lives up to it because it makes it fun when you get people like that. It makes the debate fun. It makes the argument fun. It makes the time fun. I love watching greatness. I'm a fan of greatness, and I love watching greatness. And Wemby's got the greatness. And you can see it. He's a humble dude. He's a hardworking dude. My only question is durability. That's it. He doesn't have the frame for durability, you wouldn't think. But, it's a, but it's you wouldn't a new think that about Kevin Durant it's either. It's a new NBA. Just like it's a new NFL. Less contact. More flash, more yeah, scoring. Yeah, I'm, I'm just talking about even non-contact injury. He doesn't have the frame for, I just, he just looks fragile. So that, I'm talking about non-contact even. And, and I get people we'll like see. Zion Williams who are way too heavy for their frame. Victor ain't too heavy for nothing, okay? Boy's a, he's thin. He's super thin, so we'll see. Yeah. So, yeah, so why don't we pop over to the end to uh, college football, to pop back to college football, see what's going on for this weekend. Any games pop out to you, Jeremy? Let me take a look. Uh, take a look. It's in a book. Reading Rainbow. Um, There's really not much, there, to be honest. You got Oklahoma, Kansas. Now, Oklahoma's yeah. a 10-point favorite, but Kansas... We we know what magic they they have. Granted, the FPI is only giving them a twelve point six percent chance of winning. Granted, they lost forty to fourteen against Texas, and it was pretty ugly. Then they took the L to Oklahoma State. But Kansas is one of them teams if they put it together for and you make mistakes and you haven't you know dialed it down, they can get you. So I'll be interested to see what happens at noon against uh, Oklahoma and Kansas. Yeah, I would feel different about the Kansas game if Jalen Daniels was starting, but J Jason Bean's going to start again. So that, again, tells me what I need to know about that game. Oklahoma's going to win that. Uh, the game I was looking at is Oregon and Utah. Saturday, October 28th at 3.30 p.m. Oregon at Utah. Utah takes down USC. Oregon has their big win last Saturday over, I think they played Washington State. I think I'm going to take Oregon in that game. Gotcha. By the way, if you hear me hacking and coughing, I'm sorry. I'm still I'm still overcoming COVID. I'm still coughing up all that garbage. Uh, anyway, that's what's going on with me. Oh, does my voice sound weird, Jeremy? Yeah, I mean, you're all right. Close enough. All right. Good enough. The other game is uh, Florida, Florida versus Georgia. Cocktail yeah, it's party. Always, always the world's largest cocktail party. You got to watch out for that. No matter what the rankings are, you got to watch out for that game. And Florida showed what they could do when they played Tennessee. Granted, they lost to Utah, um, but you, you never know. That's the kind of game that Georgia could lose. I, I, I don't think they will. Florida-Georgia is a big one. I'm also, 
I j- I'm interested to see what BYU Texas looks like because BYU's physical. Texas is physical fast and everything else that you want. Can BYU keep it? Can, can they cover the spread? It's 17 and a half, Brandon. I think that's you know, a little Quint, too large. Quinn Ewers, Quint Ewers isn't playing. That's right. I think that's a little too large. I think BYU keeps it closer, could even win, but I think it's definitely a way closer game. I know the game's in Austin. I'm just saying. And then you got Duke and Louisville. I'll be rooting for Duke in that game, but I don't know who wins. That that should be a good game, actually. The other game that I am also interested to see, I just want to see what happens, is that uh, it's Pitt-Notre Dame. Notre Dame's oh, really? a 20-point favorite. Notre Dame's a 20-point yeah. favorite, and Pitt lives for moments like these where they have nothing they've to play had, for. They've already, they've already had their moment. They've already shocked the world this year. It's over um, for them. Uh, yeah, yeah, you say that. Pitt is garbage. They're not making it to a bowl game, and all they do is live to ruin people's seasons. So Notre Dame's sitting at number 14. Pitt's a 20-point underdog. These are the type of games that Pitt lives for. It is their national championship. Yeah, I hear you. I just don't believe it. And that's about all I got. Tennessee, Kentucky could be a good game, but I think Tennessee wins that game comfortably. We'll see. But there's not a bad, I mean, here's the thing. Every week that we have college football is a wonderful blessing from the skies above. We should be grateful. It's not a blockbuster weekend, though. That's all I'm, that's all I'm saying about the weekend. It's not a blockbuster weekend for college football. I'd be remiss if I didn't throw in that Coach Prime plays UCLA, 17-point underdogs, but they did have a week off. Let's see if they can bounce back. They got to bounce back. I mean, that was ridiculous, that loss to Stanford. Ridiculous. There's no excuse for that. No excuse for that. First year, there's no excuse for it. And he said that. He knows that. His son, you know, by the way, Jeremy, you know Shador was selling merch on his Instagram at halftime during that game? I heard that. That's ridiculous. I mean, that's the kind of stuff you can't do if you're building a program. You got nothing to say? On to the NFL. On to the NFL. Yeah, so there's a lot going on in the NFL. Every week in the NFL, like, the NFL brings it every single week. Um, I think... I, I don't know what I like the most. Suddenly, the Patriots and Dolphins are a bit intriguing on Sunday. What do you think? I mean, I guess you're right. Uh, Bill Belichick had that defense playing the way it should uh, against the Bills. And we know, I I guess it's just in our minds because we've seen it for so long that the Patriots find a way to win against the AFC East, right? Yeah, yeah. They just find a way. It's like they have a mental hold. Um. Miami's nine-point favorites. I honestly think that they will bounce back Miami after getting drubbed by the Eagles. The Eagles just straight up beat them up. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's an interesting one. Um, the game that I'm actually looking forward to is the Jaguars-Steelers. Both teams. Really? The Jaguars are 5-2. and two, The Steelers are 4-2. and two. Everybody wants to kill Mike Tomlin. Tomlin this and Tomlin has to go. And Tomlin, ben- Tomlin is 4-2. and two. You look up and they're I hey, an ugly four and two. They're four and two. The Jags are five and two. It's a big game. Jacksonville's two and a half point favorites. 
I don't think anybody can argue that. And I'm pretty sure if outside looking in, nobody would have ever guessed the Steelers record is four and two, but they are top 10 in the league right now. It's crazy. I want to see where it goes. I want to see if they keep winning somehow finding a way. How about CJ Stroud versus Bryce Young, Texans and Panthers, one o'clock on Sunday. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Texas should win because they're they're the better football team, but I want to see that matchup. Even though they're not playing, obviously, one-on-one, I do want to see that matchup. Yeah, first two picks of the draft, right? Yep. I didn't even think about that. The other game that's interesting to me is the, obviously, it's Bengals and 49ers. The Niners, uh, what? No, no, no. No, did they? Yeah, they just came off a loss, right? Yeah, they lost to the Vikings. So the so the Niners are here. The Bengals are three and three. They need to get back in this race. I think that game's gonna be a heavily contested big time game. Right now it's three and a half point favorites to San Francisco. They're at home. So what they're saying is this game's pretty much even. We'll see what Purdy can do against Cincinnati and their good defense. And let's see if Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase really have it going like they looked like last time. They had a week off. This probably out of every game this Sunday. Bengals Niners is probably the most interesting to me. I like the Browns and the Seahawks also, Jeremy. I like Geno going against that Browns defense, the number one defense in the NFL. Um, that's a lot going on there, but I like to see what Geno can do. I love watching Geno, period. Gives me some nice reminiscing on his Mountaineer days. Uh, and something about the Brownies. Something about the Brownies. I like watching the Browns play. They always got heart. Their fans have heart. Something about the Brownies. And there's one more for me. You got anything else? Nope, that's it for me. I'm done. Tyson Bajant, son. Oh, I forgot about TB. The real TB. The real TB. TB4. 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 Tyson Bajant and the Bears against the Chargers. Sunday at 8.20 p.m. Prime time. Jeremy, they got him playing in prime time. There are people saying that, oh, they're going to take a nap. They're not going to watch that game. If you are from the Mountain State, if you are from West by God, you've got to be watching for Tyson Bajan. It bothers me so much that we didn't get him to Morgantown. It bothers me. I don't care why. I don't care whose fault it is. There's so much blame that people are putting on Neil Brown, whatever you want to do with that, fine, whatever. I'm just very disappointed that it didn't work out, that he didn't show up in the old golden blue. Because Can you imagine the press right now? With Tyson Bajant playing the way he's been playing in the NFL. So that's going to be a good game, I think. See what he can do. Hopefully he steals Justin Fields' job, period. Because Justin Fields, we all know, does not deserve to be starting the NFL at this point. So that's what I got for the NFL. That's what we have. Uh, That's what we have for this week's show. But you got to check in because, or stay tuned, I should say, because... Why We Hate Central Florida is coming up now. Rat me, boys! It is time for another one of our special editions of Why We Hate. This is the Raspy Voice Kids podcast. You are tuned into the Raspy Voice Kids. I am Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt, joined by my brother... Jeremy Nicholas Phoenix. We all about business. He finna stand on business 
when Jeremy tells you why he hates UCF. Now, Central Florida, I said I won't go do this no more. But I feel like you deserve it. Because there's real reasons that I cannot stand, no slash that, I hate Central Florida. And now I could go, I saw some uh, South, Southern Florida posts about why they hate Central Florida. And they talk about Georgia Leary, Leary. And they talk about cheating and the NCAA violations and all kinds of stuff. You know what? We'll leave that to them. That's why they hate you. The reason why I hate UCF. And let's start with the most obvious. Calling yourself national champions after the 2017 year? You gave yourself that title. That's like Kobe giving himself the name the Black Mamba. It's terrible. It's cringy. You gave yourself the name the national champions. Brandon, Brandon, they actually hung a national championship banner. They gave out national championship rings. They had a parade at Disney World. A phantom parade. I Brandon, this, this stuff, you can't make this stuff up. And if you go to their stadium, they have 2017 national champions. <laughs> look, look, look. Hilarious. Let me just talk to you. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to talk to you. Look, I understand. It's hard. We all want a national championship. We all want these, these, these celebrations. But this is not the way. This is not the way to go. Who told you? Was it yourself? Did your, did your own mind say this is okay to do? Because it's not. And now that you look and, and you see that you're in the Big 12 now. And, and you see what it is to play Power 5 teams week in and week out. And you're starting out 0-4 in the Big 12. You realize there was a big difference when you hung your national banner, when you beat the likes of East Carolina, UConn, Temple, Navy, and what you're playing now. Because it's a whole different world. And it's it's disrespectful to those past national championships. Gus Malzahn, your head coach, should know better than anybody else. Because his, his uh, team that he coached for in 2000, um, excuse me, uh, Auburn, back, I believe it was 2004, they actually went undefeated, just like you did. They won their bowl game, just like you did, and played in the Power 5 uh, 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 a conference. And they didn't hang no national championship. You know why? Because they weren't the national championship. Champions. It's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. What what do they call it? Baseball. It's a uh, what move? Oh, oh it's no no no! It's 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 NASCAR. Bush league. Bush league. It's Bush league. And I'm embarrassed that you're now in this conference, showing off your national championship when you know, like I know, you didn't win no national championship. It's embarrassing. Speaking of that stadium where you put up. The 2017 National Championship. Brandon, the nickname is called the Bounce House. Nice ring to it. The Bounce House. I love that. I, I like I hear it and I love it. And it's actually named because like when they're jumping up and down, the stands are shaking. So that's the reason why they call it the Bounce House. Which is kind of man, when I heard it, I thought you called it the Bounce House, because just like a real bounce house. It's a soft place for you guys to land where children play. That's the reason why I thought you called it the bounce house. 
playing in the AAC. Yeah, I get it. It's the Bell's house. Come have fun. Don't get hurt. Everybody leaves happy. We win. We beat up East Carolinas and Temples, and we leave happy. Nah, G. We change the narrative. The Bell's house is going to be the Bell's house because we rocked y'all. I can't wait for West Virginia to get down there. The other reason why I cannot stand UCLA, UCLA, UCF, is Brandon, the pompous and arrogance that they came to this conference. No humility. The Orlando set, the Orlando Sentinel said, UCF enters uh, first year in the Big 12 with confidence that a conference title can be won. What? Gus Malzahn said, it's our goal to win the Big 12 in year one. We know it's going to be tough. What? Are you guys serious? No humility. So now you're 0-4 in the Big 12. You haven't even ran through the whole schedule. You're getting ran. But when you came in, you were talking all kinds of noise. You didn't understand what it is to play, like I said, play week in, week out. Every single quarter. All Four quarters, you got to play against power five groups or you could get upset. Oh, am I lying? All right, um, I'm going to just throw out something random. Let's say uh, let's say you're up 35-7 on Baylor in the third <laughs> quarter with eight minutes left to go. That's probably a win, right? No, it's exactly what happened. Y'all, y'all played around and got dealt with. 36-35, Baylor. You have yet to win against any Big 12 team. Man, I just, I just, you, you got to pay attention. You got to have some humility. I understand you had major success in the first season in Conference USA. I understand you had major success in the first season in the, in the AAC. I understand that. But that ain't this. And I'm so glad you're finding out on a major way. The other thing I'll say is, and I keep saying, I said this last week about a couple weeks ago about Houston. I'll say about UCF. UCF, Brandon, has one of the largest enrollments in the country. 68,000 kids go to UCF. Guess how many seats their uh, stadium holds? No idea. 45. Get out of here. 45. You're in Orlando. You might as well be in the middle of Times Square. People come to Orlando to see Disney. You're in Orlando selling 45,000 tickets. Look, man, I'm not saying y'all can't be good eventually, but I hate you because you guys ain't got your weight up yet, and you talk like you some big boys, and you're 0-4 in the conference. Finn to be 0-5. I'm out. Yes, I mean, if he's out, that means it's my turn. I'm going to tag in. Can I tag in, Jay? Tag, tag, tag in. Why I hate the University of Central Florida. Or should, I call you, or should I call you Florida Tech? That's right. You know what your real name is. Starting in 1978. Florida Technological Institute. That's what you were. Just not even 50 years ago. But you change your name so often, it's hard to get a grip on who you really are. You don't want people to know you. You call yourself Space U. You really should be Disney U. It's not because of your proximity to that Mickey Mouse land. It's because you're a Mickey Mouse program. You should be wearing ears on those helmets. 
Jeremy laid out all those different lines. He talked about the teams that you played, the championships you claimed that you didn't really earn. And you know that what he said is facts. Get my Drake on facts. He's just stacking them and stacking them and stacking them. Fact after fact after fact. You have to deal with reality. But if you want to deal with a group of people who are more delusional, lack more humility, and have less awareness than the University of Central Florida, you're going to have to go for a very long time to find them. The University of Central Florida is so delusional, they don't even like their own name. Jeremy didn't know that before today, but it's a fact. You don't like your own name. You are the Universal University of Central Florida Golden Knights. Did you know, Jeremy, they don't like being called the Golden Knights anymore? Stop it. Stop it. They don't no. Like, they, <laughs> no. They don't, Jeremy, they don't like being called the Golden Knights anymore. They want to be known as the UCF Knights. Come on, guys. What does the UCF stand for? See, you're a directional school, and you don't even like your direction. That's a problem. But it's not our problem. It's your problem. Your biggest rival is the Gators? <laughs> no. Your biggest rival is the Seminoles? <laughs> no. Your biggest rival is the Hurricanes? <laughs> no. Your biggest rival is the University of South Florida Bulls. That is your rival. See, that is your level. That is where you play. Not Power Five, not Big Boy. You play with the children. Like Jeremy outlined, it's the bounce house, a bouncy house, a bouncy castle. That's where you belong. And even them, you had to have in state law a requirement for them to play you before you could have a re on a regular basis that they would play you. That's who you are, UCF. You are not on our level. You're not a grown football team. You're not a big boy football program. It doesn't matter what you claim or which banners you hang. You are the University of Central Florida, and the world knows you as such. And to understand who you are, let's look at who your coach is. It's Gus Malzahn. He's a retread. Where's he come from? Auburn. Why? Because they didn't want him. They did not want him. That's why he's in Orlando instead of in Alabama. And everything I need to know about Gus Malzahn, I can see from his glasses. <laughs> Jeremy, have you ever looked at Gus Malzahn's glasses? <laughs> Give me yeah. two seconds. I'll tell you everything I need to know a man about a man just by looking at the man's glasses. Gus Malzahn is a reject. He's a loser. He's not creme de la creme. And that's why they ran him out of Alabama, ran him out, up out of Auburn, regardless of what he had done in 2014, they got rid of him. And they sent him your way. And he's calling two-point conversions with trick plays up his sleeve that are not working. And you guys are dealing with the repercussions. And I'm sorry, but that's who you are. That's who you are. And what that means for you is the Mountaineers are going to come into Orlando. And it won't be for a family vacation. We save those for Myrtle Beach. It's going to be to beat your tail. It's going to beat your hind end by at least two touchdowns. Just as if you were in the Mountain State. You have to wait to get that baptism. When Garrett Green comes and runs roughshod over you Golden Knights.
Social Podcast Network.